Hello, you amazing humans, and welcome to this episode of The Honest Therapist. I am Carly. I'm a therapist and life coach, and I just share, want to share today a little bit of a discussion around low mood. This has been a topic that has been coming up all over the place around me. So with friends, with clients that I'm seeing at the moment, and I've also been experiencing a little bit of it myself in recent days and weeks. And so as always, you know, what I'm experiencing, what I'm having conversations around is a catalyst for me to create content for you. And yeah, it's a really big motivator for me to be go, well, how do I teach people about this stuff? And how do I equip you with some really practical tools to support yourself if you are experiencing this? So before we dive into talking about what low mood is and some of the ways that you can help yourself move through and process whatever needs to be processed in that period of time when you are feeling off, a flat or low. Um, I have to say that this episode is not me discussing chronic ongoing depression or depressive kind of symptoms. Um, there is a spectrum with our mental health. We know this. Everybody sits somewhere on the spectrum at any given time and that shifts and changes depending on what's going on in our world and the tools that we've equipped ourselves with, how we perceive the world, the thoughts and feelings we're having about our experience. There's so much that goes into sort of understanding why we sometimes feel off and flat, sometimes feel disconnected, sometimes feel really excited and inspired in our life, sometimes have really chronic down periods that seem to go on for a long time. Like there's a huge range here that we could actually explore. So I'm not today gonna focus on chronic ongoing depression. If anything I share today resonates with you as something that you've been experiencing chronically and ongoing for weeks and weeks, months and months and months or years and years and years, please, please, please get some professional help. So you can obviously always reach out to me and book in some sessions with me, but I can also refer you on to some incredible practitioners um, in lots of different therapeutic settings with loads of different therapeutic skills and qualifications. So, um, or please, you know, always go on and access your own support and, and reach out. So today we're going to be talking about low mood, which is really just those days, or sometimes it can go on for a week or so where you just feel really disengaged with life and flat. Flat is the word that I use. I just feel really off. I feel really flat. I just feel really low. These are words that I use on those days when I wake up and I'm like, what has happened here? You know, why do I feel this way? And quite often people tell me that with a sense of low mood comes a sense of confusion because it usually follows like just a normal day, right? Like you go to bed feeling fine and you wake up feeling really low and flat. So it doesn't always have to be that something big, a big event has happened, something harrowing or distressing, or, you know, you get a rejection for a job interview or someone breaks up with you. It doesn't have to be something big like that in your life. It, quite often low mood, a low mood day, a flat day um, can just really feel like it has come out of nowhere. And that sense of confusion and wanting to make sense of it can often add to and continue exacerbate the low mood. So one of the things I always tell women that I'm working with who are experiencing this is we don't really need to make sense of it if this is something that happens rarely, that you know it, it's a day every now and then that comes out of the blue. We don't really have to 
sit and analyze why am I feeling low and also we don't need to beat ourselves up for it you know like oh gosh I've got nothing to complain about my life is fine um you know I'm healthy I'm well like we make all of these stories and narratives up about like why am I so low I shouldn't be feeling this way my life is pretty dang great unhelpful I suggest when this is something that's pretty rare who knows we you know it could be a hormonal thing it could happen around the same time of your cycle each month it could just be that you maybe aren't hydrated enough it could be that you didn't sleep so well last night it could be just because you you've got a really huge to-do list and you're feeling overwhelmed like who knows we can absolutely discuss the stuff that stuff but what we don't want to do is to get into this spiral of like trying to understand it when really what's needed, I believe on those days where we're feeling low and flat is to just allow ourselves to move through it really gently and, and supported and in a really nourishing way. So low mood doesn't always look the same for other people too. Okay. So how I feel on a low, flat, off kind of day might be really different to how you feel. So listening to this podcast, I want you to take a moment to stop and think when you're feeling low in the mood and you're feeling like you're feeling really flat and disconnected, how does it manifest for you? How does it show up? How do you feel? What do you notice that you do? What are your behaviors? What are your thought patterns? Um, how do you interact with other people? What do you actually get done versus what you don't get done on those days? Just stop and think about how it shows up for you because it's not always what we have been told it is, right? It doesn't always look like the stereotype of not functioning, laying in bed all day crying, uh, you know, isolating yourself, totally disconnecting from your friendship group, uh, you know, being irritable, like, yes, you might feel some of those things. You might act out some of those things on a low mood day, but it doesn't have to be so stereotypically, you know, um, how we've been told it, it is right. So let me share with you a few other ways that this can show up. Um, and I've seen this over, over many years over, you know, many clients, as I said, there is a spectrum here. And some of these things I've experienced too on, on my lower days when I just feel, for me, I feel like I have no spark. <laughs> some of the words I use sometimes with my husband is I just don't, my spark's gone today. I just, I just don't want to really do today. That's some of the language I talk about too. Like I don't want to adult today. I don't want to do today. Um, I'm just feeling really flat. So Here's a little list and you can just sort of feel into these and notice these in yourself. And, you know, maybe even you can notice some of this stuff in friends or family members as well. Uh, because having a low mood day, having a flat day is incredibly normal and human as part of the, the human experience. You can't be up all the time. All right. We've got the universal law of polarity. So it's very rare to meet someone that has, you know, never experienced or rarely experienced, really rarely experiences low mood days. Okay. So here's the list. So it can show up as being social, going through the motions, but feeling really disconnected. So words like, I feel like I'm just on autopilot and I feel really removed from what's happening in my life. 
So these are the people that still go to work and still go to their functions that they need to go to and get the jobs done and pick up their kids and, you know, talk to the people at the school gate and have conversations in their lunchroom at work. And they're still social, they're still showing up, but there can be this real sense of feeling like almost out of body. Like I'm just going through the motions. That's just happening on autopilot. I'm really disconnected and I feel really numb to it all. So that can be a sign that you're just in a really low space. It can also look like being really focused and, and, and hyper working, right? Like, so some of my, one, a couple of my clients at the moment actually are really type A perfectionists. And when they're feeling low mood, they go into like hyper-focused mode. So they're like, um, I get, I just focus on my list and I get everything ticked off for the day and I just keep going and I keep adding things to my calendar. I keep adding things to my list to do. And one of the reasons for this can really be because they don't want to take the time to process the emotions or the mood that they're experiencing. They don't want to stop and think. They don't want to feel what they're really truly feeling. And so there can be this sort of manic focused work kind of approach to life. And it could even if you're being, if you're a stay at home mom and you don't work in the workforce or a stay at home parent or caregiver, it can look like, well, your house is, you know, immaculately clean and organized. Um, we just want to watch that we're not totally avoiding all the time these feelings and this mood that you're going through. So hyper, hyper fixation on work, hyper focused on, on tasks can be a, a way that low mood actually does show up. Low mood can also bring about a sense of loneliness, even when surrounded by other people. Okay. So yeah, um, you can show up at the birthday party on the Friday night and get up and go to the footy game on the Saturday and go for a walk with a group of girlfriends on the Sunday and be with others, but feel when you're in that space, an intense loneliness. And again, that numbness and that disconnection, like the joy just can't quite reach you today or at this stage um, in your journey. And that, you know, that's a huge one for low mood, right? So on the outside, it looks like you're enjoying yourself and you're laughing and you're cracking jokes and you're having normal conversation, but it's not quite reaching your inner core. It's not quite warming your heart like it normally would. Low mood can also present in loss of appetite or overeating or just a change in the way you're consuming food. I know for me, when I'm having a low mood day, I really don't eat at all. I'll just notice that I'm not hungry. I don't have an appetite and I'm not, I don't even hydrate well on those days because I just don't have the spark or the inspiration to do those basic self-care tasks. Okay. For other women, they tell me that they know they should be eating healthy and they'll just reach for the chocolate and the chips and the things that they know aren't good for them, which then exacerbates this feeling of low mood. So yeah, just watch out for any kind of changes in your eating. Things don't bring you joy. Low mood can just show up as, you know, <laughs> nothing brings me joy. I don't feel happy about things. I don't feel excited. I don't feel inspired in my day. I just feel this kind of bland feeling. And, you know, I've experienced this on some of the most um, joyful of days. I've experienced this 
on Christmas day with my family, where I just notice that I'm dissociating and I'm just numbing out and I'm not even that excited about it. And I'm watching my kids unwrap their presents and they're so joyful and I just can't quite connect. So I've had those experiences over the years and, you know, I've done my own work on that. Um, and I won't go into why I dissociate sometimes on those days, but it is definitely connected to previous experiences of that when I was a child. So I just notice them, right? We just notice this and bring awareness to this. Oh, I'm just feeling really low today. That's what this is. And it will pass. You might notice you're a bit more forgetful. You might just, you know, you keep forgetting little things that you normally would not miss. Um, you might be running late. You know, you just notice that during your day when you've got a low, when you're in a low mood space, you just can't quite get to everything on time and you don't really know why you're kind of dragging your feet even though you might have an appointment at two o'clock and you've had all day to get ready you're still late you'll notice on a low mood day that you won't do the things that you know actually help you so um, i wrote a post on instagram in the last few days um, so this episode is being recorded on the 21st of april uh, 23. So just so you know, if you want to go back and have a look, I did a post on, you know, the things that I do on a low mood day to pull me out. And I'll share that with you guys in a minute. But, you know, I was really clear about like, there are things that I will do on a low mood day, but I don't want to. And for me, it's moving my body, drinking the water, taking my supplements, going to bed early, turning off the screens. Um, maybe depending on the day, reaching out to a friend but that is absolutely not my default. <laughs> so we often on low mood days won't do the things that we know will actually serve us and help us and probably help us move out of this space a lot quicker. Um, low mood, generally over time, um, if this is something you've experienced for, for ongoing days or weeks, can often show up as physical pain with no medical reason. So I have a lot of clients who be like, I have, you know, I have headaches, I have stomach pain, I have pain and, and, and tightness in my body and I've had the scans and I've been to the doctor and they can't find anything. And we know the connection between mind and body and we know the power of our mind and our mental state impacts how our body shows up. We know that ongoing stress and depression can cause a lot of inflammation in the body. So physical pain with no medical reason could be another little sign, a little red flag that you know, you're in a space of really low mood here. Sleeping, but always feeling tired. So going to bed early and having a really decent sleep, but still waking up tired and fatigued can absolutely be a sign of low mood. Okay. So as I said at the start of this episode, if this, if these things that I'm mentioning to you are your reality most of the time, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have them every day or, or nearly all of the time, please, please, please go and get some professional help, always get help. Don't wait until it's really bad, as in you're not functioning, you're isolating yourself, you're not eating, you're totally avoiding social situations. Like you don't, don't need to wait until that time. If you just feel right now that something's off, it's kind of persistent, it's ongoing, and it's not getting any better doing the things that you're trying to do, then please, please, please go and get help, okay? So, what do I do on a low mood day? I thought this would be really helpful to share. I'm just gonna bring it up on the old Instagram here um, as I'm talking to you because I always am like a practical therapist. <laughs> okay, I'm the honest therapist, I'll tell you how it is, but I'm also really, really practical. 
And I think it's really helpful to have a toolkit, a little menu of things that are going to care for you on those days. The first thing is to bring the awareness, which we've just talked about, like, oh, this is a low mood, mood day, right? This is, oh, I'm feeling really off and flat today. And we often feel this from the moment we, we wake up with, as I said, no sense of why. So yeah, you can go check out the Instagram post. Um, it's titled what I do on a low mood day, some tools you might like to use. Um, so this is my practical way of sort of supporting you. So the first thing that I do is in the morning, I bring awareness to my mood. So awareness is always my number one with everything that I do every, it doesn't matter what I'm coaching people on, mentoring people on, doesn't matter what you bring to me in a therapy session. It's like, right, let's bring awareness to what's going on here. So in the morning when I wake up, I just take that 30 seconds when I'm kind of just becoming lucid and I just check in, I connect to how I'm feeling. Okay. That gives me really important data on how I need to move forward in my day. If I spring out of bed and I'm so excited for the day and I'm, I've got, I feel like I've got energy and I'm feeling really inspired. I'm excited to go out and cuddle my kids. For example, I'm excited to get them off to school because I've got really cool clients to chat to. And I just feel that beautiful spark and energy. I'm like, cool. I know how to, my day will just roll. It'll do what it needs to do. But if I wake up tired because I hadn't, haven't got any sleep, if I notice that I'm feeling a little anxious, um, if I notice that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed today, then that gives me important intel. So um, a couple of days ago, I had a low mood day and let me walk you through it. So I woke up and I was tired. I hadn't slept well and I'm normally a very great sleeper, but I was wide awake for a couple of hours during the night um, because I, was, I had racing thoughts. I was really busy in my mind. I woke up that morning feeling quite overwhelmed because we had a very full four days ahead of us, including birthday celebrations for my son, starting my, both my boys are starting sport. I'm the team manager. I had to learn that whole system. Like there was so much in my head, um, plus catching up with friends, plus, you know, just life stuff, but it was a very big four days. And so I, I noticed that the adrenaline was already pumping through my body the mo moment my eyes opened that morning. I also had a bit of a vulnerability hangover from sharing an experience quite publicly in, in my Substack community. So it was a bit of like, oh gosh, what are the comments going to be today? You know, how's that going to resonate and land? I hope that, that I haven't offended anyone, you know, all those thoughts. Um, I was also experiencing some confusion about a decision I want to make, a direction I want to take next in my career. And I was also actually experiencing a lot of physical pain with my ankle at the moment. So that was like in 30 seconds, I was like, whoa, I'm tired. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm in pain and I'm confused. This is not the best start to a day, but it's all life experiences, right? Like we, ha we all have, this is, this wasn't a major event in my life that had occurred or I, you know, nothing harrowing and truly distressing and threatening was happening, just life stuff. Okay. So that's the first thing is like bring awareness to that. Wow. Okay. This is my little audit of my physical well-being, my emotional well-being, what's going on in my mind. And so taking that inventory, that audit then tells me how I need to navigate the day. Right. So I get to make a decision. Okay. This is how I've woken up and this is how I'm feeling and I'm not going to make it wrong and I'm not going to try and will my way out of it. I'm going to reprioritize my day ahead. 
So I'm going to accept that today is probably not going to be the most highly productive work day I've ever had. And I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that go. So that for me looked like, tick, like crossing a few things off my list and putting them on another day. Things that could be moved, like recording a podcast or um, writing an email or, you know, doing my tax or something like that that's been on my list. I'm like, well, this is not the day to do this. Now, of course, if you're doing that ongoing, continuing to having to move things and never getting to them, then that to me would be a sign of chronic low mood or, you know, moving into more depression territory. But for me, I was like, no, this is just a day, right? The next thing I decided to do based on that audit, based on that inventory, that data that I collected by being aware of my inner world, I was like, right, I need to communicate my feelings to my kids and my husband. So I need the people in my direct vicinity to understand how I'm feeling right now and what I'm going to need today. And this day was school holidays, so my kids were home. And so I just was very honest about my feelings. So they knew that I needed to go slowly and gently, that going and taking them to a really overstimulating, um, you know, outing like the roller skating rink or the trampolining place was off the table today. I just could not manage that today. And, you know, in my family, we've built up some beautiful connection and dialogue around this sort of stuff. And they were really wonderful about it. My eldest actually came and gave me a really big hug and and my youngest I noticed stopped asking me for every game to be played with him all day and I really noticed that and appreciate that. The next thing I decided was that everything I would do that day would that I like had to do like cooking dinner. Um, there was a couple of emails that I had to get sent off that day that were really um, time sensitive. The things that I really had to do, I was going to stack after a really nourishing activity. So I was going to sit in the sun and sip my coffee, slowly reading my book, which really felt calming for my nervous system. And then I would go and send that email or I would, you know, lay on the ground um, and look at the clouds with my son and just have a chat and a cuddle with him. And then I would go and get dinner prepped. So I, I love to stack something that I don't really want to do. I don't feel like I have the energy to do on the back of something really nourishing. Um, I then decided that I would do my self-care non-negotiables, even though I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like taking my supplements. I didn't feel like drinking my green powder in my water that I normally have every day. I didn't feel like moving my body. And you know what? That day I didn't do much movement. I did a lot of stretching. We went for a walk around the block. Like it was very mild and minimal, but I still moved my body. I didn't want to do any of that, but I still did it. Okay. And I asked for some help. I actually delegated some tasks to my husband. I, I rang him. He was already at work. And I was like, Hey, do you reckon you could do this and this today to help me out? Cause I'm feeling really low. And he did. So that was, you know, I, I was able to navigate my day based on that Intel. And that can be really, really helpful. I hope for you guys who are listening to be like, okay, I need to stop and take stock. Um, and really quickly, my non-negotiable self-care again, I've put it all in the Instagram post. For me, it's I get my sunlight, get sunlight on my body, get some vitamin D. So I got my sunlight in while sipping my coffee out, outside and breathing. Um, I continued all day to remind myself, this is just one day, this is just a feeling and this will pass. Tomorrow I'll feel different. Um, I made sure my non other non-negotiables for me on those days, because I don't want to do it, is but I have a shower. I have a shower. I washed my hair that day. And then I pulled out my favorite body spray lotion and rubbed that into my body and made myself feel really good. I took my supplements. I drank my greens powder, even though I didn't, ugh, I really didn't want to. 
I made a really healthy protein and fat rich breakfast. I knew that that would support my mental health and my physical health more than just having a dry piece of toast, right? I fed my body good stuff, really, really important. Um, I hugged my kids often to release endorphins during that day. Um, as I said, I asked for help. So I rang my husband, asked him to pick up the balloons for the birthday party and the cu couple of last minute gifts that I would have had to have done. And he did that. I stayed hydrated. I did my basic mild kind of movement. I also let my kids stay on their screens longer than I normally would on that day. I was like, you know what? I don't have capacity to entertain them today all day. Sure. They got a couple of extra hours on their screens. No biggie. It doesn't happen every day. I was able to surrender and let that go. I didn't answer a couple of really heavy emails that would have taken a lot of energy and brain space um, for the day. I slowly over the day tidied the main areas of my house, my house, because that really calms my brain. I had a cry. Actually, I had a really big overwhelm cry in the evening when my husband got home and I went to bed early and they were my non-negotiables for that day for my mental health. Even though I didn't want to do a lot of those, I still did them and I still had capacity to do them. And that's, I guess, the difference between a low mood day and depression is that low mood days, generally, you can still walk yourself through them. We all have low mood days, but having a little toolkit, a little menu of things that you can do as a bare minimum to get yourself through them in a really nourishing way is just so, so helpful. And the non-negotiables that I call them, non-negotiables, and I help women come up with these lists in their therapy sessions, right? Like, let's create your non-negotiables on these days. These non-negotiables are a way of loving yourself and parenting yourself through these low days, remembering that we're adults now, we don't have someone who's gonna make us do these things even though they're really helpful. You know, I have two young boys, I tell them on days when they're having a sniffle, take your vitamin C, let's get you in, in a magnesium bath, let's get to bed early. As a parent, I tell them what's gonna be helpful and I guide them to choose what's right for them. But when we become adults, we lose that. We lose that sense of support. Now you might be lucky enough to have a partner or a friend who goes, this is what you need. This is what you need. And I do have a beautiful friend that rang me later that, that particular day that I've just given an example of and said, we're going to go for a hike. We need to go for a hike on Friday. Um, let's do it. You need it. You need to get out of the house. Right. And uh, I didn't want to, and I felt resistance, but I know she's right. And I know I'm going to feel amazing after I do that. You might have a partner that says, go to bed early, have a bath, you know, turn your phone off, like in a really loving and supportive way, you know, or what can I take off your list? But a lot of us don't. And it really is no one else's responsibility, obviously, when you're an adult. So when you're an adult, you need your little menu of non-negotiables. What, what do I know I need to do on those days? And I've just shared my list with you. If it resonates, take it, use it, run with it, please. If not, make up your own. And yeah, I'd love to know. I'd love to hear from you. What, what would be on that list of non-negotiables? How do you support and nourish yourself on those low mood days? And yeah, what, what supports you? You might have some totally different techniques and strategies that you use to get yourself through those periods of time. So again, I'm just going to remind you that if this low mood is chronic ongoing and you just don't feel like you can lift yourself up and out of it, please, please reach out to your support network, ask for help, talk to someone about it. It can really, really support you in gaining some clarity and some perspective and to build some tools into your day that incrementally will help you when these days hit because they will hit. We all have them. It's part of the human experience 
And it's really, really important that you are prepared on those days for, yeah, how are you going to get yourself through it and how you're going to support yourself and how you're going to lean on others um, that are safe and, and nourishing and nurturing to you. So I hope that's been really helpful. I would love to hear from you. I would love to know, as I said, what are your tools? What would you add to that list? You can reach out to me on Instagram or via my um, Substack if you're a Substack subscriber. I would really love for you to join me on those spaces. Um, please leave a review of this podcast. It always helps these really practical and helpful conversations to get into the ears of those who need it. Have an amazing day and take care of you and I'll talk to you really soon. Mm-hmm.